Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Bridge the Gap, Connecting Business Perspectives with your hosts, myself, Colton Cockrell, and Tricia Stetzel. Our goal is to bridge the generational, gender, and life experience gap in business through our unique styles of gathering information from our guests. Now let's get it started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of Bridge the Gap, where we're connecting business perspectives. It's Wednesday. It's going to be fun. We have a great guest today, but before we get to that, let's go ahead and introduce myself, Colton Cockrell, Certified Financial Fiduciary and Independent Financial Planner with Sharer McKinley Group, and with me always, every single week, every Wednesday, coming in hot, we have the lovely business coach, Ms. Tricia Stetzel. Tricia, welcome to our show. Colton. You know, thank you for the kind introduction as always. I love that you almost forgot to introduce yourself this week and not just me. (laughs) I feel feel special. (laughs) Hey everyone, Trisha Stetzel here, Results Extreme Business Solutions. And I too am very excited about the guests that we have on today, Uh, learning all about her before we started recording that she and Colton have been friends for quite a while. So following the loss of her husband in January 2015, Bobby Mason quickly realized the lack of resources available to young widows and felt an urgency to become an ambassador to two young widows and those who have suffered traumatic loss. In February 2018, she launched Widow Thrive and the 501c3 nonprofit Widow's Wish Foundation. Through Widow's Wish Foundation and her online Facebook page, Widow Thrive Community, Bobby assists and supports young widows with the enormous grief dynamics that they face, specifically in their first year of loss. Widow's Wish Foundation supplies financial assistance in the form of meals, gift cards for gas, groceries, hosting, fundraising events for families, and a Christmas gifting program. Welcome to the show, Bobby. We're so excited to have you on to talk about your organization today. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And she has such a longer bio too. So you definitely, we I'd recommend people to go onto her site and read that because uh, Bobby has done a lot. So Bobby, we're going to jump on in. Um, so really the first question that I have, and whenever you decided to do this, the first question that came to mind and I wanted to ask right off the bat is, um, and take as much time as you want to answer this, you know, you being a widow yourself and experiencing what you experienced, what were the things that were lacking out there, the resources, the tools for someone like you who just lost a husband? Uh, resources and tools basically for a young widow um, are just the uh, support and resources of, of when you have minor children still and you've lost your main income source, which when you're a young widow, generally um, there's a lot of dynamics of the mom staying home while the husband goes in and is the breadwinner, which was such my case. I had given up my career um, and uh, promoted uh, my late husband, you know, um, in his career by staying home with my children. Um, and so the resources that I wish that had been there were basically um, kind of a foundational thing where it was like, what do we do now that our main income is is gone? I didn't know anything uh, about Social Security um, as far as for income survivor or for uh, death benefits uh, for um, the surviving children. Um, so that's a resource now that I quickly point my young widows in the direction of, um, you know, people think of older widows when you talk about a widow and um, Social Security is already basically established for an older widow. Um, and so that's something for a young widow that that doesn't dawn on them, that there's survivor benefits out there. 
um, that you need to go ahead and apply for. So that's a huge thing because um, immediately you're sitting there thinking, you know, what am I going to do? How am I going to pay the bills? Uh, you know, life insurance checks don't come right away. Um, that's another thing that is, um, a, it's a learning curve. Um, you have so many things thrown at you at once uh, when you lose your spouse and you're trying to maintain the household and your children and survive. And, um, you know, I think that's uh, something that I also provide is letting people know how to get those life insurance uh, checks and to understand that there is a time period there that you have to claim and also understand that it takes time for those checks to arrive. So those are some of the main key points that I really wish that I had known. That was a huge, um, it's a huge benefit that I give um, because it helps the widow to not feel, you know, so um, stressed initially um, to know that those things are coming and those are available. Absolutely. And that's just like, that, that's things that are financial. I mean, you <laughs> haven't even got to the emotional aspect of that yet, but I mean, so yeah, that, that's a big piece because a lot of people probably don't think about that is that there are social security benefits out there for people below age 62 or 60. If you lose a spouse, yes, it is there. And so having somebody like you guide them, who's experienced that and who did all the research and who can just give that information is huge. Same thing with life insurance. People think that the check's going to be at your door tomorrow and that's not the case at all. So that I think that's very powerful and stuff that you had to learn the hard way. Um, and Tricia, before you jump in with the question, I, I want to ask this, what are you doing to help widows emotionally or what, what, what are needs that widows have um, to help fill that emotion gap or just deal with what, what they just lost and what they just experienced? Um, I, I think the main thing that I've heard from my, my clientele and the widows that I, that I do assist is just knowing that um, me myself is still standing, you know, six years later after a very traumatic loss. And a lot of times just seeing someone and hearing from someone who's gone through it is, is huge. It's very validating. You're in this cycle of not understanding what's happening to you. And there's so much stuff thrown at you, especially that first year that what I come in and I do is I just am very frank and very honest and I lay it all on the line about what they are facing. And I've, I've always been very direct person, but I'm even more so direct with my widows. And a lot of times they don't want to hear what I have to say, but for emotional, um, for their emotional support and for them to understand the path that they're going to be on the journey, I feel it's important for me to say, listen, this first year, you're not going to remember it. This first year, this is what happens, X, Y, Z. Your second year is going to be worse. And I just lay it out there. And they come back and they say, you were right. And it was so important for me to know that. And the main thing I always tell my widows um, to help them emotionally is knock off the independence. I've always been super independent. And the best thing that was ever told to me when I was surrounded by a house full of people that didn't know what to do to help me was one of my really good friends grabbed me by the shoulders and said, do not take away their blessings. Let them help you because I just wanted to deal with it all on my own. So I really tell my widows, listen, you need to just knock it off and let people help you because it's blessing them because they don't know what to do. And so when widow's wish comes in as well, I say the same thing, let me help you. You know, let's figure this out together. So. So Bobby, how has, or how did um, last year, 2020 and even the beginning of 2021, 
change the way you support your widows because we were not able to be in person. We were not able to touch one another, right? Uh, and be in the same room. So how did that change what you were doing for your widows? Well, what it changed was um, the interesting thing was, well, donations basically ceased for widow's wish because it was such a you know a, a horrendous time for everyone uh, with the way that dynamics changed in the world as to how we were working how we were living etc so um, i had to really look at how can i support them differently as far as trying to get them financial help when financial support wasn't necessarily coming in for widow's wish we did a lot of facebook fundraising uh, we did a lot of word of mouth um, fundraising gift cards etc i probably had one of my biggest christmas gifting programs this last year actually amidst covid so that's a beautiful thing um, i supported them via zoom and i also started up a program called thrive where i utilized my um, trauma support um, specialist certification that i now have um, to help counsel them and just basically be a sounding board um, and that was across the united states we had people joining in all the way from um, you know california to utah to to um, you know the east coast west coast all over the place and that was a program that we went ahead and ran during covid to give them support because normally i'd be traveling to see these widows or normally i would meet up with widows here uh, in Texas and we would go for coffee and we would talk or, you know, I would be able to support them that way. So I really had to shift. How can I give support to people when we really can't be face to face? And so that Thrive program was something that was kind of piggybacked to grief share, which I also do and co-facilitate within um, a local church and try to reach out um, to other churches to get them to do grief share programs. And the Thrive program is something that I think I'm going to go ahead and try and continue as well because not a lot of people are still ready to meet in person. And this is another way for me to have outreach without having to travel across the country is to be able to speak to these widows um, via Zoom. Um, so it was a lot of the same kind of adjustment that I think a lot of workers have had to do. How can you support yourself and, and, uh, and you know, still feel like you're actually out there in the world? And that was through Zoom. We had a lot of meetings via Zoom. Yeah, I didn't get to absolutely. hug them, but I was able to support them, you know, by just ha having them see a friendly face. And, and is, uh, is, is Thrive, is that the same as Grief Share? No, Thrive is, it's, it's still, it's still um, based around, you know, Christian principles of, of what I firmly believe in, um, how to, you know, walk through the valley is uh, with the good Lord above. Um, but it's not so geared towards, um, as much biblical as it is uh, more along the trauma support that I've been trained in and also the experiences that I've been through. So it's more of a talk therapy. Grief Share is more of a video program and then we discuss. Thrive is more of a, let's go ahead and see where you're at, let's check in. It's a group therapy um, like Grief Share is, but you're more in a, um, you're more in a sharing experience, if that makes right. sense personal okay. sharing experience versus looking at a video and then discussing the video. And sorry, I should have gave some context there, Trisha. Grief shares something else that she does as well. Um, so yeah, she she does a lot of cool things. And so really, I bring that up because it leads me to the next question is how do you grieve properly going through this? Hmm. Well, 
I think that Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, when she gave us those foundations back in the 60s and 70s of how the steps of grief, I think she did a disservice. And I think that it has been published recently that 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 she did do a disservice because there is no there is no straight path. There's no set. You go through this process and then this process and this process of grief. Um, the grieving journey is different for everyone. Yes, those steps are there that Elizabeth Kubler-Ross spoke about but they're not linear and they are all over the place. It's, I like to call it a rat's nest. I mean, it's just all over the place and everyone's different. There are key components though. And the more that I do this work, I understand we all have the same key components that we go through, which are that first year is a complete blur. We all have um, widow fog is what it's called. It's actually your central nervous system in fight or flight for that whole first year. The second thing is your second year is your worst. That's something that I see consistently for all widows that these are these are things that that are the seeming to be the similar thing that is throughout the network of widows that I work with and through the grieving process for a lot of people. Um, so those are key components, but it's not the same for everyone else as far as a lot of the other avenues of the journey. One thing I can say is super important that I preach about grief is no matter the path that you take, it is your journey. It is not a community project. No one gets to tell you how you get to go through this journey. This journey is yours and yours alone, unfortunately, but you have to be able to go through it the way you want to. And you cannot go, you cannot go around it is what I tell everyone. You have to go through it. I love that you're open and honest with all of the women that you're working with, all of your widows and saying, look, yes, it is going to be tough. Yes, it is. Um, it's not going to be pleasant. And here are the things that you should expect. And um, I also love that you're telling them that they have to accept the help, you know, I from other people because they don't know how else to help. And I think that's really, really important. So one of the questions that you um, tossed over to us that I'm curious about is it says, why do people say the things they say? Um, and I'm assuming that's around trying to make you feel better. They're standing on the outside looking in. So talk a little bit about that. Sure. The first and foremost reason is that, listen, it's human nature. We're trying to comfort. Um, and the interesting thing about is that is people are trying to comfort for something that they have never been through. And, and thank God, you know, right? We wouldn't wish that upon our worst enemy, what we're going through. Um, but it does a lot of disservice to the person who is grieving. And that's what's called the platitude, right? We hear these platitudes. And this is something that is a constant complaint that I hear from my widows is, Bobby, why are they saying, well, at least he's in a better place? Or, um, you know, well, at least you're still young and you can still date. You know, these are things that a lot of young widows hear. Um, that's a platitude. It's kind of a way of them trying to, help you, but they don't understand that they're not helping you. And so um, with me and my Christian perspective, I always would hear in the back of my mind when someone would say something super, super just off the cuff that you're like, why would you say that? It's so ridiculous. I would always hear in my head, forgive them for they know not what they do. And I tell my widows that I say, listen, you're just gonna have to listen to them trying to make themselves feel better because essentially that's what a platitude is. It's, well, I don't know how to help you. So let me just say something. And you just end up sitting there going, you know, 
that's the stupidest thing ever. But you don't want to be rude. So you just, in the back of your mind, I tell them to sit there and go smile and say, you know, thank you for that. But I really could just use X, Y, Z, right? So I always try to preach to my widows that when someone gives you a platitude, perhaps you can turn around and say to them, listen, I appreciate that you don't know what to do to help me. Here's how you can help me. Rather than just being like, you know, okay, you know, thanks for the prayers, but you know, I tell them to be vocal and say, here's how you can help me. Because that's what people want. That's what a platitude is. They're just saying something to say something. Yeah, so why don't you go ahead and tell them how they can help you? You don't want to hear they're in a better place. You don't want to hear any of that stuff. You, I, I get it. Absolutely. Yeah. But no, it's so true. Like people just, it makes them feel better. Like, Hey, I did. Yeah. And that's, exactly. I think a lot of us can, can probably <laughs> take a, take a page from, from your book there. Right. Um, well, Hey, this is, this is really a, um, you know, a sensitive topic. Uh, and so I don't, it, it's, it's a hard transition, Trisha, to jump to the, the fun off the wall question here. Um, but I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to try to do it. I think I gave enough <laughs> leeway there to kind of turn it. Um, but Bobby, if you could travel anywhere at any time period, when would you, where would you go and what time period would you be in? Oh, I'm going to get melancholy here. My time period would be to go back to when my kids were young. I want to embrace them being young again. And, and be a young mom again and naive. Colton, I wish I could be naive again. Well, Bobby, I was trying to make it a lighthearted question <laughs> and I'm about sorry. to start crying over here. I'm sorry, but it's, <laughs> it's honest. I mean, I got a, I got a, my second senior, my senior, I mean, I've got Dawson being a senior and I'm sitting here going, gosh, I just want to go back to when they were little. Yeah. Sorry, but no, no, that's is. that. No, that's, Hey, that, <laughs> everyone has their own answer. No, no wrong answer at all. Yeah. So no, that's yeah. Yeah. yeah Dawson. Yeah. I love that kid. So Bobby, would you uh, mind divulging to our listeners what generation you were a part of? Generation? I don't know. What is my generation coming up in the so you're... 80s and 90s music is my jam. Does that give you the answer? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Well, and that, yeah, I think that's perfect. It's somewhere right in between Colton and I, right? Right. <laughs> I love it. I think that's like, that's a missing generation, generation of why. I don't know why, where they went. Yeah. I really don't. You know, you know what's funny though? But that generation's coming back because hello, I used to do perms and now all these kids are getting perms and they, <laughs> True. And what, is, what is with these outfits? I'm like, I should have kept my eighties bell pants and then like all of this stuff and they're doing like my kid wants a perm and curly hair it's like wait i am back chime trap <laughs> it's crazy how that how these cycles come back <laughs> right right so i'm part of that generation that apparently is coming back around so there you go I'm, well, Bobby, I'm, it's kind of an answer not an answer so who, what generation it. do you identify with let me ask that what generation do you cool. best identify with uh cool hip. Okay. Well, so millennials. I love it. That is so awesome. awesome. Well, and I think here, you know, Colton, I think one of the things that, uh, where we bridged the gap today, uh, was not just generationally, right. But even between men and women and even between the way women support each other. Right. I mean, there's a huge gap in some of those places. So Bobby, thank you so much for, uh, coming on the show and talking about your organization. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for getting the word out. And um, I want to go ahead and just uh, 
make sure that everyone understands that, that grief isn't something that we should really shy away from talking about grief and loss and trauma and mental health. Let's remove those stigmas. And so thank you for giving me a voice today on this. Appreciate it. Absolutely. And how, how can people better contact you? So, you know, because we're audio only, uh, make sure you spell out your name, spell out your, you know, sure. your handles. And we will include these in the show notes. So all, everyone who's listening, they can, they can look them up and see them, but uh, go ahead and just share with us how people can get in contact with you. Sure. So they can go through my website, which is widow thrive, um, widow thrive. Um, and, uh, widow Bobby at widow thrive.com is my email. Uh, you can go on Facebook and find widow thrive, which is my support page. You can find my email, my phone number on there. Um, additional ways that people can support Widow's Wish Foundation is uh, through their Amazon Smile account. They can drop down and find Widow's Wish through League City and all of their percent of the qualifying purchases can go towards uh, supporting Widow's Wish that way. You can also support us through the PayPal Giving Fund, drop down on PayPal and find Widow's Wish Foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, and just ongoing uh, support, which you can directly link through my website. Uh, www.widowthrive.com. You can also support our causes there if you'd like to by give donations of gift cards or uh, any dollar amount that you fill. Um, And you can always contact me, like I said, through the website. You can see my radio interviews. You can see my uh, collaborative book project that was published um, about mental health and trauma. And again, my Widow Thrive uh, email is bobby at widowthrive.com. That's Bobby, B-O-B-B-I. Yes, thank you. I always forget people don't like, they like to spell my name with an E or a Y. B-O-B-B-I, <laughs> Bobby at widowthrive.com. Wonderful. And like Colton said, I'll put all of your contact information in the show notes so people can just point and click uh, and easily get in touch with you. Bobby, thank you again so much for being on the show today. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much, Trisha. Thank you, Colton. Absolutely. Anytime, Bobby. And this concludes this week's episode of Bridge the Gap, Connecting Business Perspectives. Thank you again for tuning into this week's episode of Bridge the Gap, Connecting Business Perspectives. If there's a certain professional or profession that you want to hear from, leave a comment in this week's Facebook post. Please subscribe and share this podcast. Colton Cockrell with Sharon McKinley Group LLC is located at 820 South Friendswood Drive, Suite 207, Friendswood, Texas 77546, phone number 281-992-5698. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Next Financial Group, Inc. Member FINRA, Pacific. Sharon McKinley Group is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group, Inc.